0: Hello, and welcome to Strings and Things. I'm Erin Spencer.
1: And I'm Claire Allen. And today, we are talking about the importance of community in regular life, in violin life, and Jane Austen life. Which, actually, wait, is real life, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, recently, Claire and I co-directed, co-founded, co-ran this super awesome violin camp Over the summer.
1: It was called Violin Boot Camp. Um, And if you look up the place where we work, which is Potomac Arts Academy of George Mason University on Facebook, you can go back through their photos and videos and see clips of what we did.
0: Yeah. It was a week of awesome. All
1: day violin. All
0: day violin. We did basic fundamentals, stretching and advanced
1: techniques, practice.
0: Scales for a whole hour, which was everyone's favorite.
1: Private lessons, masterclasses, and we did it with two of our awesome colleagues, uh, Rachel McClear and Matt Richardson, who hopefully will have guests on here someday Mm -hmm. um, to talk about this program in more detail. But it's been a really, this last week um, when we're recording this, probably three weeks ago for you people hearing this, um, but it's been our first week back having lessons and it's been just so fun. Um, I think there's a really different atmosphere up on the violin floor.
0: Yes, absolutely. After working with all of of you for boot camp, now when I see you in the halls, it's just much more friendly, much more open. When I see students that I taught during the week in the halls on their way to Miss Claire's room for a lesson, I stop and say, hi, and how are you? And it's just so... So awesome to really feel connected to so many people. I think private lessons can be really isolating and you can just feel like it's you and only you and your teacher kind of in a room just by yourselves and there's no connection to another human being anywhere in this
1: part. And it works for some people. Some people are incredibly self-motivated and self-directed and... Um, you do occasionally get the rare student who just instantly loves music so much right off the bat and they're capable of disciplining themselves. I have, like, two kids like this. Um, but it, it So it does exist. It's just not common. Right. So
0: in order to kind of supplement private lessons mm-hmm. and to give you a, a better sense of community and connecting with other violinists and other... Other families and other people. Um, Claire and I both really encourage our students to participate in group class experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, we are big fans of the Suzuki method and incorporate Suzuki style group classes into our, I guess, our studios mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Claire is teaching one or two tomorrow.
1: Well, two weeks ago for you, but um, yeah, so it's really great. It's something I started last year for my uh, students, and um, what we do is every other week on Saturday. Some studios, I know some programs have it really intense where you have group class every single week in addition to your lesson, which is awesome. Um, But our system allows um, that regular contact, and it allows you to be in a routine, but it also allows our students to have some weekends free for other things. So I think it's a really nice, healthy blend, and we group classes just allow you to do so many more things in private lessons like there are things and games i can play with my students that take more people to do whereas mm-hmm. if you just do it the two of us in the lesson it's kind of lame right um but kids around other kids and here's the thing i've noticed when you're new to them for the most part they'll do what you say as a teacher but once they're comfortable with you you kind of are only second to mom and dad and, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do that thing, Um, but when I'm in group class and I say, I pick a student from the class and I say, okay, um, Lindsay, you're going to to watch to make sure everyone has a tall violin and everyone else is going to play a review song, and Lindsay's walking around and her job is to tap you on the shoulder if your violin's not tall no one's, everyone's violin hold was, like, perfect. Um, So you can really use um, a positive peer environment just because they see, oh, hey, other kids play violin, too. Um, And I think that's really powerful for them, especially Mm -hmm. when they're younger, too young to be in their school orchestras, Mm -hmm. um, because young kids are so motivated by community and motivated by friends.
0: Absolutely. This just reminds me of the violin beginnings class that we both teach Mm -hmm. with which consists of six about six four to seven year olds who have never touched a violin before and then we learn together as a group um all the way up through twinkle and Mm -hmm. suzuki book one um i had a really awesome group of kids um this past spring and during the summer and um you know, they started out day one and really shy. and But I noticed even in that first lesson that they all were very interested in what I was doing with their neighbor. And they mm-hmm. wanted to do it just as well as they did. And they wanted to show their friends and their parents. And then eventually um, little friendships started budding. Aww. And um, they... They, I could see their excitement and one another's success, and they wanted to to play together. And then um, over the summer, I found out that many of my students from that class had regular play dates and went oh, to each other's birthday awesome. parties, and that just like filled my heart. I was just so happy to know that these these little violinists who I love so much and that we've, we've taken so much care with them that that they are they are finding that community mm-hmm. in violin world and that they're making friends and that it's not just like another another thing that they do by themselves especially when they're 4 and they haven't
1: really had school so much yet, yet. Yeah, I've had the same thing in my studio now. It's interesting because we're kind of entering, I guess, my third year of teaching. And I have a few kids who started in my very first violin beginnings class two years ago, And now they've been in my private studio together in group class for a year. So they're like, it was such a fun week of some some of their lessons have just happened to be back to back. So they've gotten to see each other and they're like super excited. I'm like, no, 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 you need to go. You need to unpack your violin. Like, let's have a lesson, please. Um, But they have really the best time. And I had some people who I put together as duos over the summer. I asked if anyone wanted to kind of keep that community experience alive and I said I would be willing to help teach them duets in their lessons so then they could go play them together and I had um, I guess two pairs of students do that and they were so excited about it and they were really excited they got to have like violin play dates and um, their parents got to know each other better and I think the community for parents is so important too Mm -hmm. um, just because they're all dealing with us as a teacher so they can kind of it's, you, you really do eventually evolve this studio culture like this is the way we do things. Right. Um, and
0: also, I know that um, for my mom, who we, we did Suzuki um, from the time that I was very young, um, I did Suzuki piano. And my mom could talk to another parent at group class and say, Aaron is really struggling with this skill does your child do that and they'd say yes all the time and what do you do and just sort of like violent woes <laughs> you know you can mm-hmm. sort of relate to each other I and mean, you have very similar experiences not only with the same teacher but with learning the same things
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's great um Especially because sometimes I feel like my students, um, especially when they're new to me, they think I'm just absolutely insane. (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, no. There are people who have been crazy enough to try this and they do it and now they sound awesome. Like that person you heard at the recital, like they were just like you six months ago and then they did all of these things that I told them to and now it's Mm -hmm. awesome. So it's really helpful for them to be able to see each other. Um, And yeah, group classes are just so wonderful. So I'm really looking forward to tomorrow morning and um, we've got some boot camp people who are going to see each other again, I know. Oh, that which makes is me so excited. Happy. Um, and then my very f- group class of a f- few little four year olds who you've warned me are little introverts, and so are mine. So we're going to see how that goes together. <laughs> um, but it might be a little tricky at first. But I think by the end of the semester, um, we'll have them really seeing how cool it is to make violin friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really just the type of atmosphere that. Um, you can build and foster. and um, if your teacher doesn't offer a group class, you could offer the, ask them for recommendations mm-hmm. to see if maybe they have a teaching colleague who does have a group class program that they could maybe just join for group class. Mm-hmm. I know my teacher in high school sometimes did that. And I know in our group classes anyway, you know, as long as you're about the same level as other people in the group, we welcome people from other studios and mm-hmm. even outside our private lesson program here. Um, as long as you're in private lessons somewhere regularly, right? It works.
0: Um. So group classes, while they're appropriate for students of any age, um, as you get older, there are more group uh, things opportunities. <laughs> you can play play in your school orchestra and mm-hmm. do honors orchestra and
1: chamber music chamber and stuff music. like that.
0: And Byland Boot Camp in the summer. Woo! 2016, everybody. August
1: 2016. (laughs) Mark it on your calendars. Mm -hmm. Registration opens in January. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've been doing marketing for things too long. (laughs) My brain can't stop.
0: It's
1: okay. Thanks, Mom. I was was talking to my mom about work stuff over the um, weekend um, I guess, yeah, I'm faculty coordinator now at the place where we work. So it's a lot of emails and a lot of just being in touch with people and finding out what's going on and what's working well for them and what could be improved and really making sure people have the right amount the right information in enough time to make things run smoothly. And I was going on and on about this to my mom and she just looks at me and goes, I'm really sorry. And I was like, What? And she goes, I gave you this brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, yeah, but she is an introvert like you, but she is as crazy organized and like, just like get it done. And mm-hmm. why do we need these frills? Let's just get it done. Right. So that's how, where I get that from. But that was just kind of funny to me last weekend. <laughs> um But I think just having that positive community for parents, for students, it can really be wonderfully supportive. It can support so much creativity and have um, just so many really amazing experiences. I know some of my music friends are just some of my musical friendships are just some of the deepest and just most special friendships I've had. Um, And you can just relate to people on another level. And being a musician is just a weird thing. (laughs) I mean, it's really, it's just a weird thing. It is. (laughs) There are things that I can say to Aaron or some of my other music friends, and they're just like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. And then I try to explain it to someone who doesn't play music, and they're like, so what? (laughs) Um, Which I have so many really wonderful friends who do lots of different things, who are musicians who aren't. um, But it can be really helpful to have friends who understand what it is you're going through and who can really appreciate Mm -hmm. um, the process and the journey, and it's really great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Friends like Lizzie Bennet and Charlotte Lucas, perhaps? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, that's that's interesting. I love them um, because they kind of represent such different opinions on life, but they always, like, get together. And every time anything happens, you know, like the ball or Mr. Bingley coming to town, they always mm-hmm. have to, like, get together to talk about it. I feel like yep. every chapter of Jane Austen is like that. And the book is just like, oh, and then they had the thing, and then the next day... And then of course Elizabeth had to go s- tell Charlotte what happened.
0: Yep, uh, I I think with Lizzie and Charlotte, it's very much opposites attract. The mm-hmm. um, and I I've had many many friends like that, and like you're an extrovert, I'm an introvert, and we just <laughs> you, we need an extra, each, you need an extro you need an extrovert
1: to start the conversation. <laughs> but then I'll talk
0: to you all you want. <laughs> we fill each other's blank spaces. Is mm-hmm. what, I, what I mean, and I see that very much with. Lizzie and Charlotte.
1: Um, Yeah, and it's interesting interpretations of this um, because in the book, eventually Lizzie and Charlotte do go their different ways because Charlotte marries Mr. Collins and goes off and kind of has her own life and chooses practicality and comfort over romance. And Lizzie holds out for, um, what is it? Only the deepest love will tempt me into matrimony. And that ends up happening for her. Um, but in the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, which is the modern vlog adaptation of it, um like we said in episode one, go watch it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Clear your calendar. Um but Lizzie and Charlotte are best friends who have grown up together and they stay close together throughout the series. And they yeah. certainly have conflict over the that, you know the whole Mr. Collins thing. Um it's a business deal rather than a marriage um, mm-hmm. in the modern adaptation. but, I think it's handled really beautifully and just, they're always there for each other and they support each other in their projects. And, um, that's really cool. Um, and so I think on some levels, that's a more equal friendship than for say, like, uh, Emma Woodhouse and Harriet Smith. Right. I just, I never know how I feel about that one. I feel bad for Harriet in some (laughs) ways. Cause I kind of feel like she had her life together you know, she mm-hmm. knew what she was doing. She had a guy she really liked. Right. She had friends. She was mm-hmm. happy. And then Emma was like, you, you are my project.
0: Right. And that that's very unfair, but very Emma Woodhouse-esque. <laughs> um, as someone who relates more to Harriet than Emma, um, and having never been knowingly made a project by anyone else. <laughs>
1: um, I think that Harriet, she'll turn out okay. and Well, I mean, she ends up right back where she started. Happy with friends with the same guy she was going to be with in the beginning.
0: But then she also has Emma as a friend too and I, I have a more optimistic view of their friendship. I really think that they're good friends and that they'll continue to have that forever and that... In the long run, Harriet did benefit.
1: Okay. Other Austin friendships. Oh, Catherine Moreland.
0: Oh, poor Catherine.
1: <laughs> I love her so much. Like I love her as a person. Um, I know she's not real, but I love her, and I would love just to like hang out with her and talk about books. I know. And we would, we, all we would get along.
0: We would all get along so, so well. So Catherine,
1: tweet us. Let's have let's have tea. Let's
0: talk about books.
1: Um, so she has two very interesting friendships in Northanger Abbey. Mm-hmm. Um, one is with um, Isabella Thorpe and another is with um, Eleanor Tilney, who's the sister of this guy she's interested in. Um, and Isabella Thorpe is kind of the party girl of Northanger Abbey. Yep. She's She comes on really strong and very much like, you, we're going to be friends and we're going to do all these things and here's all the fashionable things to do and whatever. And Catherine... Never really feels quite right about it. I don't think mm-hmm. like she I enjoys think- it, but she just—it's not like really who she wants to be.
0: Right. I think one of the things that I also see in myself that's in Catherine is that she, while while not easily persuaded, she she just kind of goes with the flow, and mm-hmm. when um, Isabella comes in with her like come on let's go do this let's go and we'll see these guys and this is what we're gonna do it's just it can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. at least to me when I meet someone with that big personality and rather than like rock the boat and I just <laughs> feel like oh yeah sure and and go along with it just to make it easier
1: (laughs) but your truer friendship would be with someone like eleanor tilney who's kind and more gentle and will listen to what you want and yes you know do things that are maybe more true to your nature right um i don't so you've been what have you been watching northbound
0: i have i really really like this vlog i it's really There have
1: been a lot of um, Austin web series adaptations since Lizzie Bennett. Lizzie Bennett was kind of like the groundbreaking first mm-hmm. like literary web series, and now there's just tons of them out there. Right. I mean, there are ones done by larger budget production companies. There are ones done by high schoolers with a, their webcams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really loving Northbound. Um, it's one that I've really connected with. I love yeah. the characters. Um I think they're very true to the books. Like, did you watch the Picnic episode? Yes,
0: I did. Where they just,
1: like, take her phone and text the Tony's and, like, give her her phone back. Oh, the
0: outrage. But that's, like, exactly... (laughs) The impotent rage.
1: (laughs) But that's, like, exactly how... I loved how that was modernized, because that's Mm -hmm. exactly the thing, you know? would happen. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, hey, I'm, you know... And especially, I think it's even more insulting than having the in the book when the Tilneys show up to go walking and they see her driving off with someone else at least maybe there could have been a miscommunication but like to actually take her phone and type text them as her being yeah. like I'm blowing you off that's really that's not good. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It made me so angry.
1: Um <laughs> But I love I love Catherine and I love that they've made her a Harry Potter geek.
0: Oh, I know. So um, we, so we yet identify yet another yet another layer that we identify with Miss Catherine.
1: <laughs> um, seriously, Catherine, tweet us if you want to come on the podcast <laughs> for our few small viewership. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, and I'm interested to see where the series goes. It's still ongoing. It's on YouTube, guys, so you can check it out. It's uh, called Northbound Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one episode a week. I think it comes out on, on Thursdays. Thursdays, and I wish it was more, but I know that everyone's busy <laughs> and we know, we have an idea now of what type of production these type of things take on a smaller very, scale. Very,
0: small scale, but even so, we're all busy. and Everyone's busy. Everyone's but, so busy. So I'm interested
1: to see how it plays out.
0: Me too. Henry Tony is super adorable and he has great hair and... Yes.
1: I'm I'm loving the relationship between them. <laughs> waiting
0: for that. Waiting for it to uh, blossom.
1: I love right. I love how it's super sweet and it's very naturally paced. I feel yes. like, and I think I think they're playing it really well. So I'm yep. just excited to keep watching that. Me too. Um, so yeah, so we talked about a lot of stuff in this um, podcast. So things to look up. Um, if you are interested in taking violin lessons with us or joining a group class or being in Violin Boot Camp 2016, um, you should check out Potomac Arts Academy. We're in Fairfax, Virginia. We are the community arts division of um, George Mason University. So there's a lot of cool things that we our program has because we're connected to the university. Um, and our website is www.potomacacademy.org. Um, and you can also... Look us up there on Facebook, and you can find all if you just search Potomac Arts Academy on Facebook, you can find our pictures and videos from Boot Camp. they're on Twitter at at Potomac Arts. So lots of stuff if you want to find out about our programs in particular. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um for any of the vlogs that we've mentioned, I think we've referenced Lizzie Bennett Diaries Lizzie Bennett Darary several times is
1: on YouTube
0: and northbound Northbound is on series
1: is on YouTube.
0: There's several others out there, which, you um, can find on your own time. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes not that we, we like them also congrats to Emma approved for winning an Emmy I'm I know. super Yay! excited about that I liked that too me too because we talked about I Emma liked it. all of the Jane Austen books are in your local library of at course. your bookstore on your e-reader <laughs> on your
0: Kindle where is it <laughs> everywhere
1: um and you probably know where to find us by now because you probably found this podcast through one of us. But ClaireAllenViolin.com is me. at um, Twitter is at Claire underscore violin. And Facebook is Facebook.com slash Allen Violin Studio.
0: And my website is aaronmspencer.com And Facebook is Facebook.com slash Erin Spencer's Violin Studio.
1: All right. Uh, thanks for listening. And, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.